Some have said that the direction of your focus is the direction of your life. For the Christian, our focus is crystal clear. We are to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In every area of life, we are to lay aside the hindrances of our Christian journey and look to Christ as our example and strength to live the life he has called us to live. So today, let's starve our distraction and feed our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast and today's Friday Focus episode. All right, good morning and welcome back to the Walk Talks podcast and our special episode today of the Friday Focus. We're uh, thrilled to have one of our very good friends on uh, the podcast today. Uh, Micah and I have been friends with this guy for some time now. We're excited to have Mr. John Parker, a.k.a. the Blue Team Leader, 2023 with us so welcome to the podcast john yeah thanks for having me guys we've known john for a long time i think one of my earliest memories with john was actually when we were all in the same cabin together me and malachi and john and then his twin brother jacob yeah 2011 junior camp tyler souza right tyler souza he was here this summer yeah Yeah. pretty crazy what was the team name that we were on that summer the railbenders were the green team and the blue team was the spike drivers the the railroad theme that's wild. John remembers like everything about every summer at Southland. If anybody has a question about Southland, and if there was a Southland archive, its name is John Parker. <laughs> John knows all things. So, John, what is it like being a team leader at Southland? Is it pretty fun? Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Uh, you know, coming to camp and and seeing all the team leaders being in the team leaders' cabin. You know, that was always something that I thought would be really cool. And then getting to counsel for two summers and, and getting to do it a little bit was awesome. And then actually getting to lead the team, it was, it was, it was, it was a great experience. Absolutely. Was it, was it stretching? Um, yeah, there, there were ways that it was. Um, I mean, this summer being more on program, uh, kind of that side of it, and then getting to lead the cheers and also uh, helping the counselors out if they had anything that they needed. Um, and then counseling for a couple weeks, kind of like how we how we used to do it, mm-hmm. counseling and, and team leading. Uh, it, it was a little stretching, but I mean, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. And how many summers have you worked here, John? Um, 2018 in the kitchen. Uh, 2020, COVID year, but I was still here. <laughs> One of the few people here, I mowed the grass. And then, <laughs> um, this is my third summer counseling, so technically be my fifth summer on staff. Okay. And then how many how many summers as a camper? Um, or do you know? 2009 till 2017, so nine summers as a camper. Yeah. That's awesome. So John Parker is well acquainted with Southland Christian Ministries. Been here for a long time, been coming to Southland. Uh, yeah, so pretty fun. And you were also a Bridge to Campus student for a while too, right, John? Yeah, I did that for three years. Uh, yeah, three years. Uh, being a student here, taking classes uh, through Maranatha and uh, working at, at camp and, and mowing grass on the side. Um, yeah, did that for about three years. Great experience, absolutely. Did that change your perspective on Southland? Being here, it's, rather than being here just during like the summer when it's super busy, people are here all the time, then you go to like the fall and the spring and you just have a handful of bridge to campus students, handful of staff, a little quieter. Like that change your perspective on Southland? Yeah, it was, it was definitely more, you know, closer knit because obviously there's not as many people, more of like a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And 
it was, it was that, that was a great experience getting, getting closer, especially to the full-time staff. And uh, I mean, it, it was amazing, just like the, the dedication they had to specifically our spiritual growth and the mm -hmm. personal one-on-one -on -one discipleship uh, that they, they took the time out of their busy schedule to mm -hmm. pour into us was something that, you know, I'll be forever grateful for. Yeah. So why, why did you choose Bridge to Campus? Obviously, there's a lot of options uh, you could have chosen, but why Bridge? Yeah, so um, college was never something that I thought about. Um, and then when, once I graduated high school, it was like, okay, what's next? And obviously, I, I already knew about Bridge, and so I, I looked into it. It was, it was cheaper. It was, in, I guess, more of a comfortable environment at, at camp. And, um, you know, kind of at least get me started, see if I liked it, um, if not, move on to something else. Um, it, it, was, it was cheaper, and um, really, again, the, the personal discipleship that, that I got was uh, probably one, one of the bigger selling points on it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What did you study at Bridge to Campus? Um, and then I did business and Bible. Okay, because then you, you bridged actually up to Maranatha, right? And yes. graduated this year? Yeah, I went, spent three years at Southland and then okay. went up to Maranatha for my fourth year and then just graduated uh, in 2023. Sir. Congratulations. Pretty awesome That's very stuff. Exciting. Now, John, there's a portion of your life that we kind of want to focus on today with our Friday Focus episode and just sharing kind of your testimony with, uh, with those who are listening. And I think my respect for you and appreciation for our friendship and just who you are and how God has used you has really grown in the past couple of years through what the Lord has taken you through. Could you just share with our listeners your testimony and kind of how God has brought you through uh, the past couple of years? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess to really give the context, um, it started kind of my, my freshman year of college, um, 2019, and, you know, came in not really knowing anything, and it was... The, the second week, it was, I remember, I remember clear as day, it was Monday of the second week. Um, I got an email from Maranatha saying I didn't have enough money to pay and I was going to have to leave, go home because, you know, I thought I had enough money to pay the bill and I didn't. And then um, at that same time, I knew that my dad was in the hospital. I was like, okay, he's just dealing with some pain. He'll be in the hospital a couple days. He'll come back. He'll be fine. And then I got a phone call from my brother, and he said, Dad has cancer, and it looks like he only has a few months to live. And then so I had really these two giant things in my life I'd never really had uh, up to this point. I didn't know how they were going to resolve. Um, and, and I remember I, I talked to Scott Bratt, and I, I told him about it, and I was just crying. and I, I didn't know what to do. And up to this point in my life, God was like the God of my parents. Like, I didn't need to trust God. I didn't need to rely on him for really, I mean, obviously we trust, I trusted God for my salvation and, mm -hmm. you know, everything we have is, is from God, but you know, my parents took care of me. Mm -hmm. Now that I, I've moved out, I'm, I'm gone, I'm out of their house. Now I need, I need God, um, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not good enough for him to be the God of my parents. He has to be my God now. And so I remember just, just praying these two situations that, you know, to me at the time were like absolutely giant and there was no way mm -hmm. they'd, they'd be resolved. But, you know, somehow God ended up providing the finances. I was able to pay my school, school bill. And my dad's actually alive today. He's, he's doing mm -hmm. well. Um, still has uh, some things that he deals with. But, you know, he didn't die in a few months. He's, mm -hmm. he's still alive, you know, almost four That's years amazing. later after his diagnosis and uh, doing well. 
And so that, that was a big thing in my life, looking back, that uh, and it says, and, and at that time I found Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, mm-hmm. lean not into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. And then uh, James 1, 2, and 3 says, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith hmm. worketh patience. And I can look back at that moment in my life and say, God was testing my faith. God was building patience in me. Hmm. He was building my faith, my reliance, my trust in him. Um, and so fast forward a couple years later. So this would have been my third year at Bridge. Um, and so I'd, I'd been dealing with like some abdominal pain and, you know, for, for about a month or two, and it was, it was, it was getting really bad. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, look, I, I was talking to Mike Graham, who, who was my boss, and I said, you know, I'm dealing with this pain. You know, I think I need to go get it checked out. And so he's like, okay. I remember I looked at him. I said, I'll be gone Tuesday. I left on a Tuesday. I said, I'll be back Saturday. And, okay, so I, I had to go back home uh, to go to the doctor. Um, so I went, went back home. Go to the doctor. They're like, okay, you know, did, did a couple tests. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll order a CAT scan for you. They order the CAT scan on Wednesday. And then, um, or no, the CAT, the CAT scan was on a Thursday. They called me later that Thursday. And they, they said, you know, it's not good. You have like an orange-sized tumor between your spleen and your mm. pancreas. And you have cancer. And I was just like, okay. Um, and, you know, I remember over the phone just being like, all right, this is fine. Because um, I was able to look back. Um, and in the Bible, when the children of Israel crossed over the Jordan River, God told them to build a monument. Mm-hmm. And so, so they can look back and they can remember what he did for them. Yeah. And so I remember looking back just a couple years before, you know, how God had handled my finances, how God had handled my cancer, how God had handled, or my dad's cancer, how God had handled other things mm-hmm. in my life. And so I was able to look back and say, you know, if God brought me through all that, mm-hmm. you know, either way he's going to heal me or he'll take me home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, either, either way, that, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, I remember calling Mike and, like, saying, so, yeah, I'm not going to be back on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Yeah. And uh, went, ended up going through about six months of, of chemo. So I, I was gone from, like, October till March. Um, I was back home just kind of dealing with that. And then came back to Southland in April, mm-hmm. finished out that year, worked the summer, mm-hmm. and then went to Maranatha uh, the next year. John, what is it like to hear a doctor's report with your name and the word cancer. I think a lot of people, like, I don't know, I'm just imagining for myself, like, I would be freaking out, like, okay, cancer is always the thing that's outside of me that I've heard of in the past, that I've heard of, you know, so-and-so went to be home with the Lord from cancer, and now John has cancer. Like, what was your initial reaction to that? And just emotionally, how did you handle that? Yeah, um, and so cancer had never really touched my life or my family's life you know, personally up, you know, until my, my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there were several people in my church I knew that had cancer, you know, stage four, real bad. They, they make it to like maybe a year and it's just miserable, 
They, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not the same person. And, and it, it's, it's just bad. And, you know, you, you pray for them. You pray for the family. You watch the family go through it. It's a real tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so when my, my dad was originally diagnosed, they thought it was stage four. I was like, oh, mm. you know, we're about to go through that. And, you know, uh, just, just how difficult that was. But, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as they originally thought. And so when, when I, they originally told me, you know, we found cancer, but we need to do more tests and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, me, I just thought, that's fine. I was optimistic. I was like, I, I never really had the thought in my mind, I'm going to die. This is going to kill me. By this time next year, I will be in heaven. Mm-hmm. That, that thought never really crossed my mind. I just was like, okay, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that serious. We'll do a surgery, remove the tumor, or mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a few weeks. Um, that, that was, you know, kind of the initial response. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, looking back, I was like, look, God knows best. God mm-hmm. knows uh, everything. He's in control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I stress about this, number one, it's just going to be that much worse for me. <laughs> and number two, you know, um, either I'll be alive and I'll be mm-hmm. a testimony to those around me or I'll, I'll be in heaven. So mm-hmm. uh, either way, like, it, it's kind of a win-win situation. It's yeah. the way I looked at it. Yeah, I know. It For me, it's definitely a testimony. I know because... You know, when I first heard heard that news, I was like, are you kidding me? No way, you know? And a lot, I think a lot of people, if they would have heard, you know, that doctor's report, that would have, like, totally derailed them, mm-hmm. like, in every walk of life. Um, but I just want you to know, John, and, you know, our listeners to know that you know, our respect for, for John has just mm-hmm. gone through the roof in the way that he's handled, you know, this trial in his life. I mean, he has not lived as, you know, a victim mm-hmm. or, you know, pity me or anything. I mean, matter of fact, he'd come back to camp and we're all like, dude, take it easy, you know, because <laughs> he's still working just as hard, mm-hmm. loving the Lord just as much, serving others as much as anybody else. And, you know, I think what a testament mm-hmm. to you know, all of us and to our listeners that in anything, you know, give everything that you have to the Lord. And, you know, we know that, you know, God is working all things together for our good. And God uses situations like this, you know, trials, those testings to grow us closer to him. And, but the key there is we have to let we have to let him, you know, because even John, yeah, you you had an opportunity to, you know, let that derail you in a sense and get upset or start questioning God, but instead, like you had said, you you had had a point in time where you made you know your your faith personal in your own life, and I think that is that was so huge for you, and I think it's so huge for all of, especially our like teenage listeners and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you're living on the coattails of your parents' faith, that's not going to get you, I mean, it's only going to get you so far. (laughs) What's going to happen when maybe you get the phone call that you have cancer as, you know, uh, a college age student, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to make your relationship with God personal Mm -hmm. and grow in your walk with faith to where, to where you know that God, God's got you, and God, God has all those things um, in control. And and so, John, you you had like you were having um, 
treatments now where like were you having to travel a decent ways you know for because i know i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly that you were doing a good bit of traveling um a a little bit you know my parents they live kind of out in the country so the drive to the hospital um it it wasn't too far it was about an hour away you know i know I, i we used to live in houston and so we had people, I think even your your aunt, when she was going through her treatment, stayed at our church. Yep. Like, we had people come from other states um, just to go to mm-hmm. MD Anderson, the cancer center in Houston. Right. Um, they're like, it's world-class mm-hmm. cancer treatments there. And we'd have people stay, like, in the prophet's chamber of our, of our church. But, no, we, we didn't need to do that. It wasn't, you know, a super crazy treatment plan that we weren't able to do uh, close to home. There, there's a hospital mm-hmm. about an hour away uh, a cancer center that we went to, and you know the team of doctors there they they were phenomenal uh through the, through the whole thing and uh, i w- I was extremely blessed um you know because I mean obviously you know you see people go through chemo, you hear about it, and you know especially when you when you you're the one that's diagnosed when you're the one that they're talking to, they tell you exactly what's going to happen, just how mm-hmm. bad it's supposed to be, you know how how sick you're going to feel. You know, you're going to have really bad days, you know. Um, but, you know, looking back, I, I I did not have it bad at all during those treatments. I mean, I went through, you know, a chemo treatment. And um, obviously, the, the day of the treatment is pretty hard. You're just exhausted. You're, you're tired from all the medicine, really the poison that's being pumped into you. Um, really, really wears you down. Um, and you're supposed to feel sick like nauseous and, and throwing up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, praise the Lord. I never, never felt nausea throughout any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, uh, I mean, I, I had it very easy. Mm-hmm. The, the day of the treatment was really tough. You know, I would just, as soon as we would get done, we'd go back home and I would just like kind of go in bed, just rest. And then the next day I'd be really wore out and tired mm-hmm. Just, just kind of rest. But I mean, by by the second, the third day, you know, I, w- I was back up to normal. You know, just kind of doing it. I mean, not not going super crazy. Um, kind of being a little more careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, just kind of trying to stay as much in a normal routine mm-hmm. as possible. You know, doing as much exercise as I could um, at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I I really wasn't sick. The the treatments were like every three weeks. They were three weeks apart. So wasn't like I was constantly being bombarded with it. Yeah. And so, you know, praise the Lord that it definitely wasn't as bad as, as most people have it. Well, John, thank you for sharing sharing all that with us. That's really, really challenging to all of us. Absolutely. To think about, think about the trials that we face. And man, I pray, I was just praying as you were talking that the Lord would give me that type of response if he ever allows me to go through, you know, something like that, where yeah. my perspective is, my focus is so off of myself before I go into, you know, the challenging circumstance and just, you know, be willing to learn right where God has me right now because, you know, you just never know Amen. what God's preparing us for in the right. present. So yeah. thanks for your time, John. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, John. you. And thank awesome. you, listener, for tuning in to our Friday Focus episode. Be sure to join us next week on the Walk Talks podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Friday Focus presented by the Walk Talks podcast.
Make your plans to join us next week for another set of podcast episodes that will encourage you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.